0: The Tea Biz Podcast delivers tea news that you need to know. A recap of the week's major headlines with commentary and cultural trends hosted by Dan Bolton. It is the voice of origin for tea professionals and enthusiasts worldwide. Tea nourishes and inspires. It is an ancient plant-based medicine that simultaneously heals and energizes the body as it soothes the mind. Making fine tea is a blend of artistry and craftsmanship. The $200 billion tea trade is fundamentally local, yet exerts global influence, employing millions to enhance the well-being of all. Hello, everyone. Here are this week's headlines. The United Nations Plans a Tea Power Promotion for Younger Generations China reports tea exports declined in 2023 and tea advice to take with a grain of salt. Plus, the Toronto Tea Festival is celebrating its 10th anniversary this weekend. The Tea Guild of Canada and Tao Tea Leaf are co founders and sponsors of the event. Organizers expect a big crowd to attend educational presentations, cultural demonstrations, and competitions and there will be products on display from 50 tea vendors, large and small. Rita Fong helped organize the inaugural event. She is the director and manages social media and marketing for what is now the largest tea festival in Canada. She joins us on the T-Biz podcast this week to share insights on this event's staying power and growing popularity. More in a minute, but first this important message.
1: What makes a perfect cup of Ceylon tea? The perfect cup is from the tea businesses that ensure the protection of all the children living within their tea estates. We salute Keilani Valley, Telawakili, Bogawanthalawa, Harana, and Eliptia tea estates. Support Save the Children, Sri Lanka.
0: The Food and Agricultural Organization's intergovernmental group Tea will launch a global health-focused promotional campaign targeting younger consumers looking for an alternative to sugary drinks. Quote, There has been a global increase in consumer awareness of a healthy lifestyle, and dietary habits are changing in response to known linkages between diet and health. However, Many campaigns are focused on health benefits that address the concerns of older generations, end quote, the United Nations Agency on Tea said in a background paper on tea and health, slated for discussion at the 25th session of FAO IgG. A.J. Jalan, former president of the Tea Association of India, said, quote, in current times, health and wellness have become central factors in consumer choices, offering a unique opportunity for the tea industry to tap into new consumer markets, especially among Generation Z and millennials, end quote. Tea Biz correspondent Rupak Goswami writes that The Gathering provides a forum for intergovernmental consultation and exchange on trends in production, consumption, trade, and the price of tea, including a regular appraisal of the global market situation and short-term outlook. Quote, the world market for tea continues to be in oversupply as yields per hectare have risen without a matching increase in global demand. Critically, the next generation of consumers has a wide range of beverages to choose from and tea must compete for a share of throat, end quote, according to IGG. This is the first time IgG has met in Assam, a tea-growing region that contributes around 12% of the world's tea. The three-day session begins on January 31st and is preceded by Baltic 2024, a celebration of Assam's bicentenary of commercial tea production. Business Insight, quote, Tea power is the perfect pitch for younger generations looking to increase their performance and energy levels while staying healthy. With carefully crafted messaging, we can create a powerful campaign that will inspire and encourage young people to make tea a part of their lifestyle, end quote, writes IgG. Dietary habits are changing in response to known linkages between diet and health, and extensive research demonstrates the health benefits of tea. The value of Chinese tea exports fell by 16.3% to $1.74 billion year-over-year in 2023, compared to $2.1 billion in sales recorded in 2022, according to China Customs. The decline is the second consecutive annual drop in exports by value. Export volume also declined by 2%, to 367.5 million kilos. Export value in 2022 fell by 9.6% year-over-year compared to 2021. Green tea experienced the biggest drop in value, declining from 1.4 billion in 2022 to 1.2 billion in 2023. In 2022, China reported 26.5% of the global total by value, according to UN Comtrade. Sri Lanka, the number two producer by value, saw export value increase to 1.31 billion on lower volume of tea than in 2022, according to the Sri Lanka Tea Board. Exports earned 1.26 billion in 2022, reversing declines in 2020 and 2021. The Sri Lanka tea shipments account for 15.7% of global exports by value in 2022. Kenya tea exports from January through November were valued at $1.05 billion and are likely to surpass the 2022 total of $1.4 billion, according to the Kenyan National Bureau of Statistics. India ranked fourth in global tea exports in 2022, but has yet to report full-year statistics. India tea exports from January through October were down 1.7% to 182 million kilos. Export value for April through October was also down by 3.6% to $590 million, compared to $620 million during the same period in 2022. Export volume for the full year is likely to be around 200 million kilos, according to the Indian Tea Exporters Association. Live Mint reports that rating agency Crisil expects the Indian tea industry to witness an 8% decline in revenue this fiscal year. Professor of Chemistry, Michelle Fratzel, Caused an uproar this week with the publication Wednesday of her book, Steeped the Chemistry of Tea. The text advises tea drinkers to add a pinch of salt to overbrewed tea, a recommendation found in 8th century manuscripts from China. She reports that salt ions block the bitter receptors in your mouth, resulting in a tea that tastes less bitter. The tongue-in-cheek response in media that quoted aghast British culinary and beverage experts drew the attention of the U.S. Embassy in the U.K. Quote, American chemist inspires a moment of diplomatic levity with controversial brewing suggestions, and quote, reads a headline in The Guardian. While political writes, U.S. pledges support for U.K., after egghead suggests putting salt in tea. A satirical release said her findings regarding, quote, the elixir of camaraderie, the sacred bond that unites our nations, end quote, could jeopardize relations, placing diplomacy in, quote, hot water. The ambassador cannot, quote, stand idly by as such an outrageous proposal threatens the very foundation of our special relationship, reads the release. The embassy declared that adding salt is not official U.S. policy, quote, and never will be, and jokingly chastised Fransel, whose advice in the text is sound. Fransel, who teaches chemistry at Bernmar, recommends loose-leaf tea, though seeking convenience will find a large tea bag allows better infusion than a small one. Dunking reduces the release of tannins, she advises, lending scientific backing to the adage, brew don't stew. Remove the lid from a takeaway cup to enjoy the aroma, she says, and add a squirt of lemon juice to disperse tea scum in the cup. Francil called for scalding a stout mug before pouring from the pot as the warmth increases the amount of caffeine and antioxidants released. She suggests tea drinkers should not be miffy. That's milk in first. Milk should be warm before it is added to the tea to prevent curdling. Fransel, who analyzed research papers, ancient texts, and several books on the topic, wrote her book to educate others on how to make a better-tasting tea. She observed with a scolding, quote, I've had better cups of tea in gas stations in Ireland than very nice restaurants in the U.S., end quote, she told Forbes. Next, Arvinda and Intherman in Bengaluru reports on this week's India Tea News. India Tea News for the week ending
1: 26 January 2024. At the 36th General Meeting of the Assam Branch of the Tea Association of India, Chairman U K Singh reiterated the sustainability concerns of the Indian tea industry. The association called for an aggressive marketing campaign and to declare tea as a national drink to support the industry. It discussed the need for short term supply restrictions and long term demand creation. It was battled for a minimum support price to support livelihoods. Ruhul Amin, Assistant High Commissioner of Bangladesh, was the chief guest and Indo-Bangladesh trade challenges were also discussed. Neighbouring Tripura is set to get an auction centre. The northeastern state of Tripura is all set to get its auction centre soon. The state borders Assam and has 60 tea estates that produce 9 million kilos of tea annually. Currently, the tea is sold via Gohati and Kolkata auction centres. Tea is a major cash crop for the state and producers have been seeking an auction centre for some time now we have also sought for access to the Srimangal Auction Centre in neighbouring Bangladesh.
0: And now, a word from our sponsor.
2: Hello, I'm Bogdan, a passionate tea drinker and the inventor of the ultimate tea machine, the brewmaker one. Preparation is key to making fine tea. Sequential steepings deliver the best taste possible and unlock the true value of whole leaf teas and botanicals. Brew automates that process without using any pods or capsules. This simple to operate smartphone control device stores steeping profiles to consistently make great tea at the push of a button. Brew also reduces time, waste, and energy. That's because I engineered the brew to remember control settings for temperature, brewing time, and quantity. Using my patented process lets you stack Steep, simply, and conveniently.
0: The Toronto Tea Festival is celebrating its 10th anniversary this weekend. The Tea Guild of Canada and Tao Tea Leaf are co founders and sponsors of the event. Organizers expect a big crowd to attend educational presentations, cultural demonstrations, competitions, and there will be products on display from 50 tea vendors, large and small. Rita Fong helped organize the inaugural event as a director and social media manager of what is now the largest tea festival in Canada. She joins us on the Tea Biz podcast to share insights on this event's staying power and growing popularity. Fong is among the first Canadians to graduate from the George Brown College Certified Tea Sommelier program. She is a member of the Tea Guild of Canada. She's a seasoned social media marketer, a tea consultant with import-export expertise, a freelance writer, and a former blogger. She tirelessly promotes the festival, has long influenced the educational program, and recruits speakers. She works full-time in financial services. Rita, it's just a delight to have you join me on the TBS podcast this week. I'm so excited to be going to the festival and seeing you for the first time in several years. And all of my good friends in Canada attend these festivals and sponsor them.
3: Oh, well, thank you for, for inviting uh, for inviting me and the Toronto Tea Festival to come on board and uh, uh, have a little chat. And uh, I'm so excited to be able to see you again soon. And uh, it's been so long. <laughs> it's too long. <laughs>
0: I remember when the show started, I was one of the early exhibitors with our Tea Journey magazine. Tell me, what is behind the staying power? What's the formula involved in making this such a good show?
3: I think a lot of it uh, has to do with, um, yeah, the resilience is a big thing. And it, it is grinding, but, but it's so rewarding. The core group that's in the planning committee are, are true tea lovers. The festival, uh, first started with Tao Tea Leaf and, uh, the Tea Guild of Canada. Um, tea professionals from, from both sides, um, the, noticing that there's a lack of an event such as this for tea lovers and, uh, for the public in Toronto. A few people from each join up together. And then, uh, and that's the main core group that's still around now. I'm one of the ones from the original. It's almost like a baby. It's a lot. It is a lot of work, and like my husband would say, like, "What are, you're not getting paid? What is this?" I, I have a day job in finance, but tea has always been like a nice chance to calm down, a little reprise and a little chance of bliss in the, in the madness of the ups and downs, stock markets, and all that. So I've developed really good friendships in, in the tea world. I, I just find that tea people are just so nice. You know, it, it, it's because you, with tea you can make it your own you're, you're you're learning about different cultures you're opening up your mind to different things and then that kind of cuts through like you know prejudices and and uh stereotypes and then just kind of my own little way of trying to make the world a little bit better and i think the planning committee they feel that you know we have to do something because um tell reef is a business and uh, so he, uh, from there and they're thinking of, you know, how to promote business, how to help other businesses. And then for the tea guild, uh, uh, part of our mandate is to, to educate the public about tea and, uh, help, uh, fellow tea students and tea sommeliers to, uh, nurture and, and to build sense and, and chance to just keep learning and keep growing. Cause tea is, it's like an endless, uh, <laughs> it's like, like you can never know enough about tea. <laughs> so it keeps, constantly keeps growing, as you, as you know.
0: In the past decade, the number of vendors exhibiting at the show has nearly doubled. Canada's specialty tea segment is prominent, generating revenue that rivals commodity suppliers. Will you characterize the type of vendors who benefit from exhibiting?
3: The first shuffle, I think we had about 30 vendors. Now we're at like, uh, close to 50, I think 49, 50, uh, last, uh, last checked. And in the beginning it was a lot of, um, just really local tea shop. And then as we grew, you know, more people started coming. And then, and a lot of the people that actually attended ended up starting businesses themselves, like, um, key horse. Uh, I don't know if you, you must have heard of key horse. It's an indigenous, uh, woman that's the head of their, their company. So they were actually, uh, attendees. When they first came, and then a couple of years later, then they decided to be a to be a vendor, and then they came, and then shortly after that, then they started collaborating with like bigger companies like David's Tea, and then Foggy River Farm. In 2020, came to attend uh, the festival to to just check out you know what what every, what what it's all about. A lot of their product is herbals. and then this year they are actually being, uh they're coming aboard as vendor themselves, and and part of their uh, what they're uh, uh, using as promotion on social media is talking, like, showing pictures of themselves as attendees at the festival 20, in back in 2020. So a lot, of, a lot of uh, vendors are not necessarily huge, you know, multi-million dollar companies. A lot of them are smaller to medium, but and a lot of them are family, family, uh, family companies. They're they're like basically a family business. One of my focus, besides helping with organizing and, and trying to find uh, speakers or, or new companies, is social media. So I, I, I am the social media di- director and marketing director as well too. It's very, very t- tight, knit little community. We help each other with the social media, so you're, you're 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 leveraging off each other. You're help pushing each other, so you do better. Everybody else does better. So it's, it, it makes the the whole community grow uh, together.
0: I love that. And I think that's an essential way of marketing because they just don't have big budgets. So let's talk a little bit about who comes to the show and why they benefit.
3: The type of people that usually come are uh, newbies. People that aren't familiar with tea too much, besides like, um, like maybe a petty tea bag, all the way to, um, like poor connoisseurs that, that have like their own Pumador or, and also, uh, industry, ty- uh, expert types too that also come. We have a little bit of everything for, for everyone. A lot of times, um, especially because, um, uh, being a tea sommelier, I'm, I'm always looking to learn something new and keep, keep growing. When we're looking at, Speakers uh, or speakers applications. I, I usually look for like something that's a little more uh, unique or or a little more cutting edge.
0: How many do you anticipate for the two day show?
3: We're we're hoping for three um, thousand again. That would be a good healthy amount, and uh, that's what uh, we would be able to support in the venue that we are we are at. I think this first year we made it to one thousand, and now we're uh, the last uh, last festival we were at three thousand. So we're like busting out of the, uh, at the library uh, sometimes. So, um, we may, we may need to look for loc- location soon.
0: What do you think attracts people to the show?
3: I think because we have, we do have a great program. It's, uh, it's very well mixed. It's not very, uh, only one sided or only one culture. So it's, it's, uh, and because Toronto is such a cosmopolitan, uh, uh, well-mixed city, so then we're, we're trying to get a little bit of everything so that there's something for everyone. A lot of times when I go traveling for, to, to industry shows or, or checking out other tea festivals, I, I kind of act like an ambassador for, for our Toronto tea festival. I'm making friends and building a network and slowly, surely, and then like, and then they may not come, uh, right away, but a few years later, then they come. For example, like, uh, Nicole, uh, uh, teach for me, please. Nicole Wilson. I've been, I've met her, uh, during the, like the, the early blogging years when I used to blog and, I uh, was part of the, the bloggers roundtable. So then that's where I've met her and just kept in touch online on like Instagram or, or Facebook and, and, uh, commenting on her blog and whatnot. And, uh, every year I've been like, you should come, you should come. And then this year she's, uh, she's going to be one of our speakers.
0: I see many young people at your show, and that's encouraging to me because they're the group currently experimenting with tea. Unlike their parents, they're likely to drink both coffee and tea. They don't see one as exclusive. They favor herbals and a broad range of infusions. So social outreach directed at young tea drinkers has been a big part of why you've been successful.
3: Uh, I I would say so. February 2020, we had our show and then... Boom all Canada was like, no, no more, no more public stuff, no more anything. During the, the two years that we were we were not able to uh, get back up yet because uh, last year was only our first show uh, back in person. So uh, during the hiatus, I would constantly still keep up with the social media. I could see, you know, people are starting to explore, were starting to explore more, more tea as well, too, because you're, you're locked down. People are starting to look for something healthier to drink during the pandemic. And then tea was like a, like a, like perfect uh, solution. And tea something that, that people were, was able to enjoy and then even share, like do a, a Facebook live and Instagram live. And then you're making, you're, you're sharing your tea and having a virtual uh, tea, tea session with another person. So, but. There's only so much that virtual can do to satisfy a human being. A human being needs the actual contact. So, so there was hunger. Uh, so then, by the time it was, a, we were able to to open up again. It was perfect timing for us to to
0: have the show. Rita, a final word.
3: If your listeners are within the, the the greater Toronto area, there are still tickets available online and at the door. So please come. Uh, it's our tenth year uh we've got some special gifts that's going to be in the swag bag for our 10th anniversary uh we've got lots of very very interesting uh vendors there's six actually from the original festival that will we'll have some sort of badge or, or something by their booth so so people can recognize them there's lots of speakers uh, by a variety of uh, topics as well there's um even uh tea and yoga and uh, meditation kind of talk, uh, tea and wine, Pastor Mansky, Kevin Gascoigne will be there. He's going to be doing um, some tastings of uh, from the Tea Studio Tea, as well as Tea 101. Uh, Linda Gaylord will be doing um, uh, a talk on uh, traditions. Just come, and then it'll be lots of fun. You're going to drink uh, until you drop.
0: I plan to attend on Saturday and Sunday, and I'm giving away free Tea Journey subscriptions to the first 100 tea lovers who greet me by name at the show. I'll see you in Toronto at the Toronto Reference Library, 789 Yonge Street. To purchase tickets in advance, see the T-Biz blog or visit Tea one word, dot com. Intrigued by what you heard in today's podcast? Would you like to learn more from our global network of T-Biz journalists and T-experts? Remember to visit the T-Biz website for more comprehensive coverage. That's www.t-biz.com. Thanks for listening. Farewell till next week.